It's time for another edition of TVC Rewind, where your favorite co-hosts from TV channeling rewind the events in the world of entertainment this week. So, Tachi, what is going on? How are you doing, first of all? Lovely and alive. And you, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm sort of alive, but so much has been going on this week in the world of entertainment. So let's get right to it, Tachi. What is our first story? So the press conference with the mother of an accuse, accuser and Kevin Spacey, the accuser was accusing Kevin Spacey. So that's the, that's one big thing. And there's a whole bunch of all right, so yeah, the the let's talk a little bit about the latest accuser. Um, yeah. All I know about it so far is that uh, of the mother of someone who's nineteen, but when this uh, when this person was eighteen, he claims that he ran into Kevin Spacey at some kind of bar in a restaurant or hotel. I'm still not sure which. But um, he said that he told Kevin Spacey that he was 21, and upon hearing that, Kevin Spacey bought him lots of drinks, plied him with alcohol, and once he was liquored up, uh, Kevin Spacey's hands went down his pants, and he protested, and then Kevin Spacey went to the restroom, and... um, as he was a little out of it from drinking, some woman who apparently witnessed this went over to him and said, like, you know, get out of here, you know, run, flee for your, <laughs> f- flee for the life of your penis. And um, so the kid got out of there and he eventually told his mother, who had a tearful press conference about this yesterday, with, of all people, one of the attorneys from the, that, were, that was featured in the film Spotlight, where they basically brought down a whole bunch of Catholic priests in a sex scandal. And so this guy is super high profile. And apparently the kid got the courage after the, uh, the other recent revelations about Kevin Spacey to finally go to the police. I believe a day or two ago he went to the police and told his story. And so I, I definitely feel like we're you don't you don't get a guy from Spotlight to uh, stand next to you while you have a tearful press conference without a lawsuit coming down the pike. Oh, that's happening. So looking at it now, the mother, the name of the alleged victim is Heather Unruh. I believe that's how you pronounce uh, the name. And apparently she was a former news reporter. Yes. Yes, and this happened on Nantucket Island in Massachusetts. <sighs> I I don't even know what to say because this is just becoming an everyday thing where if it's not Kevin Spacey and somebody else knew accusing him, it's somebody else. It's it's really despicable and it shows how much of a of a shield and a guise there has been over the media and and uh, entertainment industries for a very long time and not just them because it's also general industry but since that's what we're talking about now how has this the question is is hollywood and the media are they really that powerful that they've been able to hold all of this back for so long and of course the answer is yes but my thing is how 
Well, what's crazy to me is that Kevin Spacey, the whole rap about Kevin Spacey until a few weeks ago was that he was so private about his private life. He would show up to his mother. We didn't know anything about what was going on with him, but apparently everybody else did. Um, and that he was so, I mean, that he would be sticking his hand down a stranger's pants in a public place so much so that someone else can basically see it and tell this kid that he needed to flee, which I don't understand why it didn't dawn on him while, while his attacker was in the bathroom, it would be a good time for him to like get up and walk away. Um, but anyway, once he got the heads up, you should run. He did. So I don't understand how Kevin Spacey was just like, you know, apparently doing this to, Multiple people have given similar accounts as far as him sticking his hand uh, or groping people uh, in public spaces. Well, you know what? I, I think that in defense of the latest victim to come forward, sometimes you're just in a state of shock. I don't know. so, But I can only imagine that he was like, did that really just happen or did I misread something? Because I think often the victims in these cases are like, did I misread or maybe I did something. You know, well, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to misread somebody putting their hand down your pants. Like, wait, wait, is he trying to see if I have testicular cancer? What's going on here? Well, I'm just saying, Kevin. He may have been a member. He was. He was a a diehard Kevin Spacey stand. I guess really admired him as an actor and so this is somebody you admire and you don't want to think about that this is something they could do. everybody is different so poor baby i i would have run first of all you wouldn't have gotten close enough to me to touch me <laughs> exactly. but that's me that's me everybody is different so i mean i feel for i feel for the young man well, and the young men well, speaking of being groped in public places, did you hear about Terry Crews going to the police this week? Do tell. Yeah, Terry Crews, um, um, I'm not exactly sure how many years ago it was, but he said that he had been assaulted. He had been groped uh, uh, at a party uh, right, right. here in Hollywood. And it was somebody that was very powerful, and he did not name the person at that point. He didn't say the name of the person who did it, but he, at the point, at that point, this guy actually groped him in front of his wife at a party. And he was afraid that if he, A, if he attacked him, how it would be, uh, you know, come out in the press that some crazy black man attacked some, uh, someone uh, at a party. And um, because of all the stuff that's come out lately, he really felt uh, empowered. First, he told his story about what happened without mm -hmm. revealing who did it um, uh, once all the stories came out about Harvey Weinstein. But uh, now he's actually gone to the police and he did name the person who I can't remember, but it was actually somebody apparently very powerful at the William Morris Agency, a very high up uh, someone very high up. Uh, so he has named him publicly now. So it is getting all kinds of real. And speaking about getting super real and um, uh, Harvey Weinstein, please bring us up to date on what the latest is with him because it is unbelievable. So this is like, you can't make this stuff up. Or well, Shonda Rhimes could. Shonda Rhimes could make this stuff up. <laughs> but we wouldn't believe it. No, we wouldn't believe it. This, this, honestly, this sounds like something straight from Shonda Rhimes' pen or from any other fantastic writer's pen that there is, they're actually now investigating, and apparently 
Harvey Weinstein and the camp, because I don't believe he acted alone in this, had hired a whole slew of people to kind of smoke out. Um, what's her name? Uh, help me. Rose McGowan. Thank you, Rose McGowan. And also I guess, Ashley Judd and others. Yeah, and others, but starting with Rose McGowan, but with others. And apparently they had hired people to pose as victims. They hired uh, somebody to actually befriend Rose McGowan. I don't know what they thought they were going to get out of her or any of the other victims. But basically, it's like it was like a ploy to try and find out what they were going to say or what they were saying and maybe try and silence them in not so nice terms. Oh my God! No, it, and it it goes deep. So they also they uh, this this agency had that cre- they created like fake uh, women's empowerment groups. Uh, they had fake uh, companies that, uh, so they could give cover as far as jobs for these people. Um, one person was hired to befriend Rose McGowan and spent mm-hmm. like I don't know almost like a year or something in deep cover trying to get secrets on her. And um, to blackmail her, I guess, to, to keep her silent or something, um, as well as um, get information on the reporters. That's another part. Right. Of it it that, was also um, journal. Yeah, to get to get they, they actually uh, had women pretend to be victims to find out about find out the names of all the people that were involved in the stories, what kind of questions they were asking, and then go back up to some of the higher ups in the publications to say, like, are you aware that your reporters are asking these kinds of questions? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how successful they thought they'd be with that. But the idea that it went that deep, that you had a whole team of people um, getting intel on you to set somebody up to 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 but cute meet you and become a friend of yours to get information to use to hand over to the person who raped you is just beyond the pale. But, but it's not even just getting that type of information from you know some private eye. This was like huge. What he did was hired Kroll who's one of the world's largest in corp- uh, largest corporate intelligence agencies, and Black Cube. And Black Cube is run mostly by former offices of Mossad and other Israeli intelligence agencies. So he wasn't just hiring just anybody out of the back of Craigslist. He went oh, to the high ranks of government to, to do this, which is absolutely despicable. Who... What did you think you were going to get? And how did you think this was going to be okay? And here's the thing. This shows it was premeditated. And you know you did something. Because this is going back to the fall of 2016. So last year, a whole year ago, you knew something was up. You knew you had done something wrong. And that people might spill the beans. So you went to these lengths. So this shows, if there's ever a case against you, you, you're already finished. But if it comes to the point of court, you're really done. Oh, and also just the, the 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 deep fiendishness of it all. And how often are we using the term? Am I using the term fiendish? But, but um, <laughs> the, it's it's the fact that uh, one of the things that he did was he had his uh, a legal team hire these people. So the idea was 
this information would be all be considered privileged. So all the information and the fact that he was even doing this supposedly couldn't be used in court because it was done through attorneys. So people are already looking into the fact that can this information be used in court against him, even though it was done through attorneys. So just the, the whole malice of forethought. I mean, the whole thing reeks to high heaven um and makes it clear that if i if supposedly if you have a consensual sexual relationship with somebody why you have a team of people investigating all these people that you had completely consensual relationships with and building dossiers on them and going into decover to to talk to them for like a year uh to try and get information is absolutely ludicrous this man knew that he attacked these people i can't i it's i can't even use the word allegedly but i guess i will so we can't get sued allegedly <laughs> assaulted all these people it's just it just looks really bad right exactly exactly so what else is going on in the news tachi wow well there is a show that BuzzFeed, we know that BuzzFeed and a lot of these social platforms and news platforms are making huge push, are making a huge push for what? Video. And BuzzFeed, I mean, in fact, they've really, really put video at the top of their list. And in that, they're looking at original programming. And so they've launched their first series for Facebook Watch. And if you all don't know, Facebook Watch is Facebook's original uh, foray into original programming. They're basically trying to be like YouTube Red, right? They're trying to have their own. So Relationship is the name of the show. And BuzzFeed, uh, it, it's, BuzzFeed said that it's like... No, I'm saying that it is like a bachelor, basically. It sounds exactly like the bachelor. It's following one single guy who's looking for love among 10 eligible women. But BuzzFeed is doing it a little bit differently than on linear television. They're taking advantage of Facebook's interactive features, and they're giving the Facebook community a say in electing the contestants and shaping the competition. Okay, first of all, this feels so much, not, not only does it feel like the, it's a ripoff of The Bachelor, but to me, it's also like a ripoff of The Voice, as far as in, <laughs> um, uh, as far yeah. as in the, uh, the, the people, they're turning their chairs around and they're choosing the people. It reminds me of the early, the, the beginning stage, of, not The Voice, it reminds me of the beginning stage of American Idol, where um, we basically see, uh, search for contestants. Uh, and so we're basically searching for these uh, eligible women for this guy to choose from. And then I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll interactively be able to choose what date they go on or should they get into the hot tub or should they go into the sauna? We'll be choosing that. Good question. They didn't go into as much detail as I would have liked, especially since it starts today. It uh, premieres uh, today. And so what's going to happen is you have from 1 p you had from 1 p.m today eastern time till tomorrow 7 a.m uh november 10th to vote for your favorite bachelor so there are five bachelors that you can choose from the chosen bachelor is going to be revealed in the second episode when he moves into the guest house of his temporary new home in of course where la some la mansion and then he waits for the first two contestants to arrive for their dates He's going to choose one of the two potential girlfriends to move into the main house, and the other is going to be asked to vamoose. So the series will continue then with viewers' real-time participation 
in shaping this romance, saying yes or no or or whatever. So okay, well, okay, so I guess we're picking amongst the five potential bachelors, uh-huh. uh, and then and then after the bachelor has been chosen, then we will choose the women from which he gets to choose from and so on. And then we'll be hopefully deciding like, should they go to the fantasy suite? We'll get to decide. I I'm, I'm assuming so that's what it's seeming like. So again, there's not a whole lot of information about the process for the bachelorettes. Is that what they are? I guess. Yeah, I, I, I consider them to be bad. Well, I consider them to be people that their parents are deeply ashamed of, but they're also bachelorettes. the episodes are short though they're going to be um, 15 minute episodes and there'll be 18 of them well the crazy thing to me is that if you're going to humiliate yourself at least humiliate yourself on like national television that you can maybe like you can maybe flip that into being some uh, uh, some skank on the red carpet that works for like extra or something I don't understand why you're going to agree to why are you going to agree to do this for, you know, uh, something that isn't even YouTube red quality? 15 minutes of fame, my friend. 15 minutes of fame, literally. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what is going on? Um, our final story, we're going to talk, we were going to talk about what's going on with Disney uh, and some kind of detente with the LA Times. So for those of you who did not know, Disney had banned the LA Times from being at uh, press, press, not press junkets, but press. Screen, movie screenings, screenings, mo- screenings right. for movies press. like Ragnarok. They weren't allowed to be there. Correct. So though they had ones that were specifically for the press. They banned them from doing that because they had a problem with, uh, with the way the Times had covered a story talking about their business dealings in Anaheim, Disneyland, that is. And so they decided, well, we don't like that, so you're not coming. Like some childish tit-for-tat thing. Okay. So they made mention in the L.A. They didn't make a big deal. They just said, yes, well, we're not able to cover this because X, Y, and Z. So people got wind of it. And it wasn't only journalistic outlets like the New York Times and the Washington Post that were like, oh, well, then we're not covering it either. And you don't want that. (laughs) It was also Critics Association, like the uh, Boston Critics Association, the New York uh, Critics Circle, also the LA uh, Critics Association. And there was one other. Four of them uh, got together and made a joint statement. And that never happened. So there was a lot of calls for this is anti-press freedom, which it absolutely is, to which they were like, okay, well, we're trying to, we're trying to work this out. And we really didn't mean you couldn't really come. We're just playing, you know how they Oh yeah, no, it, it's so crazy. I First of all, I am so proud of the world of journalism for standing with the Los Angeles Times and breaking the back of the mouse and forcing them to basically, uh, you know, press rewind, TVC rewind, and um, and yes. uh, and and uh, and not do this anymore because it was it was a it was petty. But talk about looking guilty, just like Harvey Weinstein. The mouse is up to no good in Anaheim. And one of my favorite lines that uh, Disney uh, uh, said was, uh, because one of the things in the article was about the fact that uh, Disney, 
corporation is paying uh, no taxes uh, in uh, the city of Anaheim with all the stuff that they've got going on there. And so Disney's response was, it's like, yeah, we pay enough taxes. Uh, we, 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 we believe we're paying sufficient taxes. Um, are you going to give us any numbers? No, we just believe we're paying enough and that's all you need to know and stop asking questions. And we would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. Exactly, 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 Kevin. And the the thing is, other people that came out in in support of this whole thing, Ava DuVernay, and you know, she just directed A Wrinkle in Time, and that's supposed to be released next year. That's a Disney film. She said on Twitter, saluting the film journalists standing up for one another, standing with you. One of your own directors of a movie you're about to release is like, you're wrong for that. So when you have all of that together, that just really put a lot of pressure on them. So they have uh, rescinded the ban. And LA Times is free to report on as much Disney bull as they like. Oh, my God. Okay, every time you think that Ava DuVernay can't be any cooler, she's all like, yeah, I can. And <laughs> she's even cooler. She is such a queen. I mean, I... I aim to be like Ava DuVernay one day, but just the fact that not only is she bomb in terms of directing and and just the film world in general, she also has this activist spirit that I, I love her. She is amazing. Good for you, Ava DuVernay, and good for you, film critics, industry, and reporters. Oh, yeah. She is the definition of the term woke. Uh huh. W O K E. Yeah. She, oh, going on. She is on all kinds of no dos. The woman is remarkable. So, uh, anyway. So, lastly, we got to talk about something big that's happening on uh, TV channeling, Tachi, this week. What is going on? Let the people know. We need to shout this from the uh, from the digital mountaintop. And here I am on the digital mountaintop letting you all know that we have a huge episode. The latest episode of TV channeling is out and we have a celebrity guest. First time ever for TV channel. We've had some other high profile people, but nobody quite this whole high profile, right, Kevin? Not even close, sadly. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but this is a game TV channeling. It is, because she will not be the last, and we can't wait to have her back again. We were we had the pleasure of interviewing and doing our top five favorite TV shows of the 80s episode with none other than actress-slash-activist Joe Marie Payton. You know her as Harriet Winslow, the matriarch on The um, Perfect Strangers. And also Family Matters. You know her from Silver Spoons. You know her as Sugar Mama on The Proud Family. You know her from Girlfriends. You know, she's got a bunch of other projects. I mean, her IMDb page, IMDb page is like five years long. Yeah, never- it's insane. It is insane. And she's going to be in uh, 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 The Little Mermaid or something. So yes. she's got so many projects coming down the pike. We talk about her, the the history of her career because her career is phenomenal. What goes back and her stories are incredible. She has had interactions and anecdotes that involves pretty much. If you've heard of anybody in Hollywood, you've heard of uh, uh, you've heard of. She's had interactions with them. And I was telling Tachi, we need we don't need to play six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We need to play six degrees of Ms. Payton because her career is crazy. 
It's amazing. And we have such a good time. You have got to listen. You guys that listen, you already know that we have fun and we bring the fun and the information when we do our shows. But this one is really special and we're really proud of it. And we want you to take a listen. So hop on over to any of the platforms that we're on. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Podbean, but the easiest way, go to tvchanneling.com, takes you right there. Yeah, and, and also, we would love it if you would subscribe, you would uh, follow us on any of those platforms, so the moment you will be the first to know. And also, you can check us out on social media, because TV channeling is everywhere. Not only are we here on Anchor as TVC Rewind, but we are on Facebook as TV channeling. We are uh, on uh, Snapchat. We're on Instagram or the Gram. And (laughs) we're also on my favorite personal platform, uh, uh, Twitter. And now we have even access to even more characters, Tachi. We have we can double our our character fun, and um, so if you have any questions for us or any topics that uh, you'd like to hear our take on that's uh, in the entertainment world, please let us know on any of those platforms. If there's a show you'd like us to review, let us know on any of those platforms. And if there's a show in particular you'd like us to recap and just rewind from start to finish, let us know. Absolutely. Well, shall we end how we always end, Kevin? I think we should, Tachi. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and I'm going to say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're list- if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Or listening, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> bye. <laughs>